Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we are going to be talking about 9 Day UK. So just to say it off the bat, we're going to be splitting each episode. So each podcast episode is going to be each episode that was aired. So there was three episodes that aired. Um for UK. So nothing off the top. We're gonna jump right in. Actually, I do have one very quick announcement. Um very quick. So next week, there's gonna be a little bit of a scheduling change. You will probably be getting B90 late. Um, try to do it for the same day, but it'll probably be a little late. Just a little bit of changes for for next week. I think on the personal side, but nothing like what I have dealt with dealing with with this week. Um, so the few very slight delay, but everything else should be fine. But yeah, other than that, that's it. I'm gonna jump right into the episode. So, ninety day UK. Season two, episode one, I love you, chicken. Okay, so first we're with Louise. She's 39 years old. She she likes to take sexy pictures, guys. She says, you know, body positivity and the whole thing. Lovely. <laughs> so... She tells us that she lives with her son, who's 20 years old. She was 18 when she had him. And she says that she hasn't really been on a date. And, uh, and then she met Jose online. And uh, she says that she spammed the shit out of his pics in order to get his attention. Okay, <laughs> then um, she got a message from him asking to do a video call. So 11 months later, they are in a relationship. He is from Colombia, and she tells us that he is a singer and a rapper. And we see a clip of one of his music videos, I guess. He actually doesn't sound too bad. He sounds decent. Um, and, um, we then see her in her home singing to one of his songs. Apparently the reason for the title of this episode, I Love You Chicken, is he calls her that. It's his nickname for her, which is very weird. But anyway, in one of his songs, he actually says, I love you chicken. Sound familiar? Sound like anyone we know? <laughs> we wrote a whole fucking song about his ex-wife. <laughs> but anyway, we see her in her living room singing and dancing to the song. And I thought, this is fucking Kimbali and Usman. Because she did the same thing. And, um, I don't know, it feels very weird. 
So, um, and I believe she was talking to her son and she, um, he says that he wants to know what his intentions are, like what Jose's intentions are. And, um, she says that she wasn't sure if he just wanted some dirty pics. Actually, sorry, back up. It wasn't her son. She said that she didn't know what his intentions were with talking to her and that she didn't know if he just wanted some dirty pictures from her. Um, because she says she has never sent him dirty pictures before. And, um, but apparently that's not what he wants. I don't know. He can't speak English. And, but she says that he makes her laugh. And, um, yeah, she's all her with that, I guess. She tells us that in true Brandon and Mary fashion, they have been on a call before for 16 hours at one time. No, thank you. I love my boyfriend, but no, thank you. Her son says that he thinks this is really odd and it's weird. He says he has no desire to say hi to Jose because she actually says he won't say hi to Jose. He says no thanks. <laughs> um, she says that uh, and I have this problem with this. Jose is her family now. What? No, he's not. You're not married to him. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you don't know him. You've never met him in person. Your family has never met him in person. So what the fuck are you talking about? Any who's? She tells us that she is going to get married to him in two weeks in Colombia on her own. And her son says again, like, he can't speak English and whatever. He also thinks this is crazy. And her son doesn't see him as family. And then he asks her, like, when you're there, are you going to be staying in the hotel? Like, what's like what, what's the deal here? Like, what's the arrangements here when you're in Colombia? And she says that they will not be staying in a hotel when she's there. She will be staying in his friend's apartment. Abort fucking mission, ma'am. No. No, 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 no. No, you don't, you don't know him. You don't know him and you're going to go into a situation where not only do you not know him, but you don't know his friend. You don't know what situation you're getting into. And again, is the friend a man? Because even more so, I'm not doing that. And the fact that she is so willing to just put herself in potentially a very dangerous situation is, um, just kind of goes to show where her head's at. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
So yeah, I wrote red flags. He said he would protect her. And she says that she knows him. But like I said, like her son says, and I said it before already, just because you've been talking to somebody on the phone does not mean you know them. Say it again. Say it louder for the back. Because, yeah, you don't know him. Anyway, so next scene we see with her, she is meeting with her mom. Her name's Linda. And she says her mom is concerned about her go- about her going to Columbia. Her mom says that I don't know him. And I am concerned. I would be too. Her mom says you are not a child. And that basically she can do whatever she wants, I guess. But her mom says that, you know, yeah, I'm going to be first in line to meet him. Her her mom says, what if he is not allowed in the country, not in, in England? And she said, I will move to Colombia. And her mom says, I won't let you. Do this over my goddamn body. I'm not going to let you move to Colombia. Are you kidding? They're going to lock her up in a, somewhere. And she'll never leave the country. And her mom says, like, you know, he won't have a glamorous life here. He needs to, he'll need to, to work and all of that. And her mom thinks that he just wants to come to the UK for his music career. First thing I thought, he's just trying to advance his music career. He doesn't care. And I mean, again, where is the best place to go besides the States? Then England. Some of the greatest artists have come out of England. So her mom doesn't want her to be disappointed. But she says that she is a grown woman and she will go to, to Colombia to marry Jose. Um, I feel like she is very selfish. That she's not thinking about everyone else in her life. And I think to some degree, you are allowed to be selfish. But I think this is too far. I don't think this is going to work out, personally. I thought from this point, it wouldn't work out. But once we met Jose, I really didn't think this would work out. And as I said, here we are with Jose. And it's very quick. There's not much for me to to say here, but he does say that music is important to him. And he wants the world to hear his music. And um, he does mention that Louise is very jealous when um, he has sexy ladies in his videos. And um, that's basically like the most that we got from him. So when I saw this, I thought, okay, so everything that I'm thinking about you wanting to advance your career is all correct. You're not in this because you love her. You're in this because you just want to advance your career because you want the whole world to hear your music. And I mean, not to mention when he would talk about like the sexy women in his videos and stuff like that, he would giggle. He's a weirdo. And I thought he was very odd. And I don't understand why she's attracted to him. I feel like she could do better. 
Bahagam. So then we're back with Louise. She is going to go buy some lingerie. She says that she wants something sexy but comfy. And she says that, tells us that she has a few medical conditions. She tells us that she has fibromyalgia. Maybe she tells us what fibromyalgia is, but I'm not going to say I think most people know already what that is. Um, and um, apparently he talks about the girls in his videos to her. Okay. Next, we see her meeting with her friend, Angie. And she tells Angie that she's going to be getting married. Angie is shocked. Angie didn't know. And Angie says, like, how do you know this is going to work out? And Louise says that she doesn't know if it'll work. But she just wants to follow her heart. Not good enough. It's not fucking good enough. Personally. Um, she says, why does everything have to go back to a visa? Because Angie says, like, do you think he's trying to get a visa? Because this idiot is trying to get a visa. That's why. That's why everything goes back to that. She tells us that she doesn't feel worried that he might kidnap her because, again, Angie says, are you concerned about that? And she says, no. And Angie says, you should be. You should be. Um, and then, guys, the fucking kicker that I wonder if even her son or mom knows about. She tells her friend that she's planning to get pregnant with him because he wants to have kids. So she is basically going to be getting married and trying to get pregnant all on the same fucking trip. My fucking God. So the friend says, do you think he wants this? Because he is trying to strengthen his chances of getting a visa. Again, but why does everything have to go back to him? Yes, he is. Listen, this is not news to people who think that they can get like um, permanent residency or whatever the case may be in a country. I get married. I have a baby. They definitely won't kick me out of the country after that. Newsflash? Yeah, they will. I know that for a fact. They'll still send you back. Doesn't matter your circumstances. Anyway, moving on. She hopes that when she comes back from Colombia, that she will have her family there to still support her because she says, like, my family is not behind this, like, at all. And she is worried about whether or not she will have her family when she comes back. Well, here's my thing. If you are clearly willing to ignore your family's concerns, and I think they're all legitimate concerns, they're eventually going to say, well, you're on your own and you figure it out. And um, I don't really disagree with them doing that. 
personally. But that is it for Luis and Jose. Okay, so now we have Shane. They're 26 and live in Deccan. Devon? Devon. They live in Devon. <laughs> okay, so right off the bat, they do identify as trans non-binary person. However, they don't care about um, gender per se in the sense of they don't care if they are referred to as they, she, he, as long as you're not negative about it. So I think for the ease of it, I'm going to try to stick to they, but there might be times I slip up and refer to she. I won't refer to to her as he or they as he. I won't be doing that. I'm going to keep that to Mert, I think is his name. I'm going to leave it to, to him. So I'll leave he as he just for the ease of it for me. Um, but I will try to keep it as they, um, but yeah, just right off the bat, wanted to, to say that, um, so, but then again, in my notes, I refer to her as she, so (laughs) I might do she, um, but we'll see, we'll see, maybe going forward after this episode, I might switch it, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but anyway, she tells us that she is a hairdresser. We see her walking a very cute dog. And she lives with her mom. She says when she was about three, she knew she was not in the right body. So as mentioned before, she's trans. And um, and again, like the pronouns to her, they don't matter as long as you're respectful. So she is with, now she says Matt, but I'm wondering if that's more of the accent because it is spelled Mert. So I will call him Mert. Um, so Mert, he lives in Turkey. He's from Istanbul. He just tells us that he opened up a dating app. And they started talking, or I think she tells us that, not not him. She tells us that. Um, One of the two of them, I'm thinking it was him, um, spent about 400 pounds. And I was going to do the conversion of this. I forgot. (laughs) But um, from my understanding, that's a lot of money. (laughs) Not a lot, a lot, but it's a lot. It's enough. It's a lot for me. Um, anyway, he spent, I think, 400 pounds to see her, um, when she went to Turkey, because I think wherever, even though he says he lives in Istanbul, I don't know where she, where she landed in Turkey. I would think Istanbul, if that's the case. Maybe at the time he didn't live in Istanbul, I don't know, but he spent a lot of money in order to go see her from where he lives. Um, so, you know, that left a good impression on her 
And again, I realize I'm all over the place here. She had gone to Turkey with, I think her sister or friend or something. And, um, while there opened the dating app and got him, that's how they met. So she might not have actually been in Istanbul. She might have been somewhere else. And uh, she tells us that now they fall asleep together on the phone. She, apparently she snores very loudly, according to Mert. They spend about 12 to 16 hours on the phone every day. Still not as bad as Brandon and Mary. She says she loves his personality. And I think he calls her chicken too, or she calls him chicken. I don't know, but someone calls somebody chicken. And I said, what is with chickens in this episode? My goodness. But anyway, she will be going to Turkey in about 20 days. And she is also trying to learn Turkish. So that's that's impressive. And she says, you know, she was never a believer. I love at first sight and all of that. But she is concerned about going to Turkey because obviously she does identify as an LGBT person. Um, so this is something that isn't as accepted in Turkey as it might be in England or the States or Canada. Um, so she is very concerned about that, um, how she's going to be perceived. I think for her, I mean, she definitely, by looking at her, comes across as a woman. But then when she, she mentions this, I'm not mentioning this, when she mentions, mentions this later on, I can't remember if it's in this episode or the next, but she does say, like, I open my mouth and then I don't. So, you know, but then again, there are women who have lower sounding voices. That doesn't mean anything. And I think if, you know, a person hears someone who sounds manly or whatever, um, shouldn't be ignorant and think right away. They shouldn't, personally. But, anyway. We see her doing her mom's hair. And her mom does like merch, so that's great. She she thinks that he is polite and cheeky. So, now we're with Mert. He's 28, and as I said, he lives in Istanbul. He also says he's cheeky. I wonder if he heard that from her or her mom. He's a barber, so they have that in common. He tells us that there are 85 million people in Turkey shit. And he also identifies as a person, a part of the LGBT community. He is bisexual. And he tells us that he would have like four partners in a day, fuck buddies and all that. 
And now he says he just wants to have one partner in his life. He says that Shane is chunky and and he, he loves that. I love that. I love that he loves that. So then back with Shane. She is meeting with her friend, Grace. They have been friends for about 15 years, I believe. Grace does like him, but is so worried. She doesn't think he will survive England. I mean, (laughs) Shane says that she does try to please him because apparently he has said that he expects her to listen to him. And he has mentioned, like, he's the king. And, um, here's the thing. I know there is such a negative connotation when you say, like, I'm the queen and he's the king and everything like that. I don't like it in that respect where you're telling me that you're the king because that makes it feel like I don't have a say in anything that I do or anything that happens in this relationship. Um, however, in my mind, I might treat my man like a king in the sense of it's not even like that really, like, I don't even really say that to myself, nor does do we say that to each other, but I just think in a sense of I will do what I can to make sure he's happy, he's comfortable, and all of that. But at the same time, that balances each other out because he does the same for me. So there's this respect between us. And I do wonder if that is the case between Mert and Shane. Um, I hope so, but you know, we've seen all different kinds of people come out of Turkey. We've seen them ourselves, and I feel there's others we've seen. We've must have had other people come out of Turkey. Um, I think we have actually one currently in tow that we haven't met yet, but curious to see what he's like, but something tells me that Mert isn't like a Marcel. Anyway. Um, apparently his mother is very religious. So we find out at this point that no one on his side in terms of family, I think we will find out in a bit that a couple people do know, but most don't know that she is a transgender woman. So she uses the term they don't know that I was a boy at birth. And she says that he has said that they will cross that bridge once they get to it. Then we see her later on struggling to pack because she needs to dress modestly, according to him. And she doesn't dress like that, she says. He has an issue with how she dresses. Again, Sound familiar? I feel like we've had this very recently. Not 
with a man from Turkey, but still, I believe, believe mainly Turkey's Muslim. I might be wrong with that, but I, uh, anyway, he might be Muslim. We don't know that yet. I think. Um, but did we not have this with you know Muhammad, Egyptian Muhammad? Oh, never mind. <laughs> We've had it with both Egyptian Muhammads. Um, no, not Muhammad. Sorry, it was Mahmoud, Mahmoud, and and Muhammad as well. But Mahmoud. Um, so we'll see how that goes. So again, as I've said before, very few of his family knows that he's trans. I believe his sister, and there's someone else that knows. I cannot remember who that is, but there's definitely two people that she mentioned that know that his sister is one of them. So then we're told 24 hours earlier, Mert is with his sister, Imel. He says that if he accepts her being a transgendered woman, then everyone else should. A fucking men. I agree. You want to tell that to Christian's family? Um, but I 100% agree. What I do with my life or who I decide to be with in my life, that shouldn't bother you. You don't have to worry about that part of it. Mind your business. That's not part of what you need to worry about. What you need to worry about is if this person is nice, if this person treats me well, if this person is the right fit for me. That's what you need to worry about. But again, saying right fit for me, that doesn't include whether or not they are trans. That doesn't, because that's something that is neither here nor there. So, his sister says that, of course, you know, that is how it should be, and that she needs to be respected. He says that everyone has to respect his life. Again, I agree. He says he is strict about this, about the fact that people are respecting his life. So, we'll see. He also tells us because Shane, I guess, is considered legally male in the eyes of Turkish law, and he's a man, they can't get married legally in Turkey. Now, I don't know, I'm assuming that's the Turkish law just in general, but again, if he's Muslim on top of that, and as we've seen with um, Mahmoud and Nicole, and even, even though we didn't see this, Bilal and Shida also went through this as well, even though again, we didn't see this. Um, I can't remember the terminology they have when you get married in, in the Muslim faith, but there's a whole separate situation in getting married in the Muslim faith. That's probably not accepted either. So, yeah, if they end up getting married, it'll probably have to be in, in England, where I I'm, I'm, would like to assume it's it's legal. So, We'll see how it goes, but I don't know. I'm concerned. 
I like Shane. I like Shane a lot. I'm very concerned about him, about Mert. So I don't know, but that's, uh, that's the end of Shane and Mert. So next we have Michael. He's 36. I didn't write down where he lives. Um, so we see him talking with someone, a girl, and he says that, I guess again, is in the moment, that he has dated a lot of women. And he decided that he wanted to date internationally because he had no luck with local girls, a lot of the same crap, except from a British person. <laughs> and he tells us that his girlfriend's name is Mercy, and she is from Kenya. She has a nice ass, apparently, according to him. And he is going to get married in Kenya. Guys, it has been a long time since we've seen someone get married in Kenya. Um, but here we go. And I said, bride price? <laughs> Question mark. Do we get a little bit of that? Let's see. <laughs> um, but they have been talking for 18 months. He is sitting down with some friends to talk about all of this. They ask if he thinks if she might be after his money. He thinks they should know her first before they make accusations. I don't disagree with that. I don't actually disagree with that. Um, people are very quick to make accusations about people that they don't know. He brings up getting married to them, and his one friend says, what if it doesn't go well? And the thing is, too, is I couldn't get down a lot of information, but what I could get down, what I visualized in this was this conversation didn't go well at all. He was very defensive um, whenever they would ask questions. But the thing is, is like, I hear what he's saying about don't make accusations about someone you don't know. However, you need to understand from their perspective that this is unusual, I guess. And they maybe don't understand why you want to be with her. So you have to understand that, you know, not everyone's going to see it your way. Um, so the next scene, we see him video calling with Mercy. And he tells us that he's a dad. His son is 10 years old and his name is Kennedy. And his son feels happy for his dad that he has someone that loves him. And I thought that is so sweet. He says he's a cutie. He's a cutie pie. But <laughs> that was so sweet. So now we're in Kenya with Mercy. She's 28 years old and she's actually from a small town in Kenya, but then she moved to Nairobi. So 
she says that she was bored living at home. She was with her sister. She was bored one day and decided to download an app, and she just really wanted someone to entertain her. That's it. She ended up changing her location to the UK, and her and Michael basically started talking right away. She says that he loves her so much, but she says nothing about her feelings. I'm going to leave my thoughts to the end because there's something else that happens, and I will make it all come together. He... Actually, it might be a lot faster than I thought. There we go. He came saying that he loves her, but she says nothing back. Now, this happened again earlier when he was on the video call when we were with him. He said I loved her, that he loved her. She didn't say anything back. So, at this point, even before we are, we get the next scene with him which we'll get to in a second. When I saw her interactions with him, I said, this girl doesn't love him. She's using him. There's no way in hell. Because I, again, the one thing that I'll say, and again, I don't remember their names, but the um, the other couple with Bride Price, Bride Price, Bride Price situation, who she is now in the States, she left him. She loved him. You could tell she loved him. And I'm pretty sure she actually would say that she did. Um, But you could just tell, like, she definitely did. And I know, like, with some, like, European cultures, it's not abnormal to not see someone say they love them. But in, again, um, I don't know. I think it's a hit or miss sometimes when it comes to African culture. I feel like sometimes women can be a little more tougher on the edges than the men are. I think the men are very quick to love, even if they don't actually love. But um, I, I I haven't had a lot of interaction with, with, with African women, but I have... And to some degree, and I can see in a world where maybe she does love him, but just doesn't say it. But after 18 months, it's nearly two years, I feel like you're at a point where you do start to say it at least sometimes, maybe not all the time, but sometimes. So I feel like I just felt in my gut at this moment that she was using him personally. So... We'll get to it, though. So, in the next scene, Michael is driving, and he gets a call from Mercy while he is, and he tells us that they're going to be having a big wedding. And the reason he's driving is because he is a skip driver. You could literally see the skip bag, <laughs> the skip driver bag. Um, and he's doing this in order to pay for the wedding. Because as we find out later on, he's the only one paying for the wedding. She isn't paying for it. So back with Mercy, she is meeting with some friends and her sister is there as well. She says that 
there are issues with money. Her friends asked, did he think you were real? Well, she says that getting someone to marry her through an app is crazy. That was another indication to me that she was using him. That's a very weird thing to say if you love someone. And this is the fact that she's getting someone to marry. It was very weird. So back with Michael, he is meeting with a friend. And his friend says that he did some research on Mercy. And we find out that his friend found a website with her picture saying that she is a swindler. And that's how the episode ends. When I saw this, I'm like, oh boy, that, that's very interesting. My thing is, I mean, I don't think she's at a level of like the Tinder swindler, which is if you got to the second episode, you know, that's what that title is called. I don't think it's to that degree. Um, he was a master manipulator. He still is. Um, I'm sure, but I don't think it's to that degree, but I feel like, I feel like either this is one person who has a axe to grind into this, or this is legit, and there is more than one person who said, I know her, you know her, did she do the same to you, oh, she did the same to me? Yeah, like, I feel like that could definitely have happened, and they came together and did this to warn other people against her. I, I could believe in a world that that's the truth. I really do. But we'll get her reaction in the next episode. And again, guys, just be patient with me. I'm hoping that you will have all of the first episodes by Monday at the latest. Um, so hopefully by then you'll have all of them before we get the rest of them, but I believe we'll get the rest of them on Sunday or something. I'm not sure. Um, Sunday or Monday, I guess, but yeah. And again, in terms of scheduling, um, purposes for next week, there might be just a very slight delay in getting the episodes, but um, we'll try to get them to you as quickly as possible. And again, before we go into the all my own stuff, I want to thank everybody. We have just hit 500 downloads. I'm on cloud nine right now. You guys are fantastic. You're amazing. I, I'm in awe of all of you guys. And I, I'm so happy, <laughs> so happy. Um, but let's keep it up. <laughs> let's keep it up and let's get it up even more. So if you like what you heard, please share the reality tea times two podcast with everyone in your life. Also, make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure that you don't miss a single episode. Also, if you feel so inclined, which I would appreciate, you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
if you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube at Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Reality Tea Times 2. You can also email us at Reality Tea Times 2 at Hotmail.com. And we also have a website where you can listen to all the episodes and you can also get links to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages. And the website is realitytimes2.lutu.com. All of that information will be in our show notes. So that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.